Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 120 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about the five ways to inject life into a stagnant business. Yeah, and we, um, you know, we hear about this occasionally. Not everybody is growing, you know, at two x every month, mm-hmm. and not everybody is going broke because they're not doing stuff right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Maybe it's you. You know, you're a solopreneur. That means it's just you, or you've got a small family business. And if you look back over the last 12 or 18 months, nothing is changing. Yeah. Right? And you may be okay with that, but um, if you're not and you're looking for ways to break out of the rut, then we've got some help for you. Yeah. And I think that if you are, um, if you're in one of those other two scenarios you mentioned, or two or three scenarios, if you're um, growing really well, you're shrinking um, or you kind of feel like everything is fine. These are just good things to know in general. Yeah. Um, It's good to help you be prepared. So I think that this is a really important episode for everybody. You may want to rotate through some, but I do have to bring something up. Okay. Before we get started. Yeah. And that's, we got some negative feedback on the podcast. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that negative. It's just like, um, they just said those, those two boring guys. (laughs) <laughs> really? They really did. <laughs> Who said I've this? Never heard that. I don't know. I've deleted him from the universe. <laughs> so um, if you're still listening out there, yeah, you can thank just, yeah. you for the feedback. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> there's other podcasts out there. Go to the app, search. Yeah. Um, now, actually, and I have uh, a retraction to make. Okay. It's it's just by the way, this is going to be really boring, so you can just hit fast forward <laughs> okay. if you want. Um, is that. Um, I said letterism last week. I meant initialism. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. Neither one of those are words. It is, yes, because I Googled it to make sure. Did you really? Did. That's um, so or disappointing. I or I didn't Google it. That, that's that that's, that's so disappointing. That so, I'm going to do that before the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Episode 125, Ways to Inject Life into a Stagnant Business. Uh so the approach that, that I was thinking mm-hmm. for, for doing this was to kind of do things that are radically different from the norm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and see what works. So Coldessi will do that occasionally. You know, we'll try something brand new, like we'll try Facebook Lives or webinars, or we'll try not sending emails or sending mm-hmm. twice as many. You know, I mean, not that radical, but, yeah. you know, um, there are some things that you can do that just may be different enough to inspire your current market yeah. or break you into a new one. And this is one and, and this is one of those things, some signs of your business kind of being stagnant is um, there's no particular vision for the future of what's gonna change. Right. Um, your sales can seem to be staying the same or not really within a range. Within a range, a little up, a little down, but you're never really moving anywhere. And overall, you have a desire for something different or better to be happening. Yeah. And here's some things you could do that are honestly not that hard. 
Nope. You can do them immediately. Yep. They pretty much don't cost you any money. Yep. So it's great. So let's start with the first one. Sure. Um, I said uh, get some bling transfers. And really, if you're if you're doing embroidery, then you should get some bling transfers or maybe some digital heat effects transfers. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are um, doing DTG, it's the same screen printing, the same thing. And this is kind of an example of, it's a product that's really different and unique mm -hmm. um, versus what you're probably already doing. And bling transfers are pretty inexpensive. You can put it on a shirt and you can show it to your existing customers or show it to the people that you visited before and maybe it, it, it always inspires comments, Yeah. right? I've never shown a Spangle shirt to somebody and not have them reach out and touch it. Yeah, Say, wow, they're yeah. really impressed. If you're a member of the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group, you're probably already jealous of all the Spangle um, shirts that people post. Mm -hmm. Like, take this opportunity to see if you can break into something. Yeah, and, and so with Bling, um, I think specifically referring to spangles as the number one, but yep. you could also do rhinestones, rhinestones. or uh, like glitter heat transfer vinyl. Yep. Um, however, those have most likely been seen before. Right. Chances are, if you're showing somebody a spangle transfer because it is a smaller growing market, yeah. a lot of your customers may have not seen that. Um, or if they have, they've seen it a handful of times and didn't know what it was. Right. And now they're finally being told what it was. I've seen that before. Yeah. You know, I saw a friend of mine at, you know, or my friend's cousin at a birthday party, you know, was wearing a shirt, which actually just happened to me recently. Did it? Yeah. I was friend's at a birthday cousin's party. birthday party? Kind of. Okay. I wasn't that exactly. But I was at a birthday party and I didn't know this person and they okay. were wearing a spangled shirt. Sweet. Yeah. And I That's talked great. to them and they said, yes, yeah, somebody at the school sells them and they sell a lot of different things too. You know what I love? You know what I love about that? There's a 110% chance that that was made with one of our pieces yeah, of equipment. Yeah. So it's really cool. I so what that. I would say is um, I would agree 100% with this one. If, yeah. uh, if you're a member of the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group or not join. Yeah. And then if you do, if you only do embroidery or only do t-shirt printing, um, or only do traditional vinyl, yeah. and you're trying to figure out a way to kind of inspire customers, break through to something new, break that stagnant life, Yes. then go ahead and go on there, find somebody who makes some spangles, and see what I would probably do if it were me, Yeah. is I would invest a little bit of money to pick um, a few of my customers that I feel would be most likely to buy, Yeah. whether it's like a business or a school or whatever it might be. Get transfers um, made for them. Get some transfers yeah. made with their logo, and you don't have to do a ton. You can reach out to most of these people who have Spangle machines and say, hey, can you produce me five samples? Yeah, yeah. And they'll produce five for you. They'll send you the instructions, put them on a shirt that you know they already like, and yep. just give it to them. Man, I, I'll tell you, we um, we did this. That's, that's a great idea. We did a survey in the Avance Facebook group. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what do what is most of your business? That's, that's what we asked. And um, not surprisingly... Most people in the embroidery business are making um, money on spirit wear. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, yeah. so if you are doing embroidery, if you're doing letterman's jackets, mm -hmm. um, caps for schools, if you're doing anything school related, and you are not doing transfers, um, uh, bling transfers, this is a 100% success. Yeah, I really can't see you'll fail. You'll you failing, and just think about what that's going to do for your business because people don't stop buying printed shirts because they're buying spangle shirts. Mm -hmm. They get both. Yeah. Right? So Yeah, and it's cuz and it's it's just a completely different 
product line that you're selling to somebody, yeah. and it is it is worth more money. Yeah. So even if you're outsourcing, you know your cost is going to be twice as much as making a regular, but the retail value is significantly higher. Yeah, too. yeah, and I would say that it's also a nice little jump off just to do a commercial for the Spangle Elite. I mean, what are those now? They're under six thousand yeah, dollars. For- They're under six thousand dollars for the equipment. I mean. Super, super great ROI. Yeah, yeah. If, so, you, if if it gets there. Yeah. So I think that this is great if you're stagnant. It's an easy thing to do and try, and then um, you don't have to come out and buy equipment equipment yeah, right away. Yeah. You don't have to spend a ton of money and try something. You literally buy the drop transfers. Fifty, eighty, hundred bucks on some transfers and some T-shirts. You get them done, and you start conversations with people. And it's one of the cheapest ways to I go out we there. We should just do a whole episode new. on that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I think that's a good one. Um, that is buy some bling transfers. Yeah. Show it to people. Sure. But the second one is to kind of do opposite marketing, actually, the next two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe take next month and do an opposite marketing month. So if you normally do, well, like Facebook ads, mm-hmm. then get in your car and take samples to local people. If you normally do, um, if you're normally dealing with schools, embroider a left chest logo and go see a plumber. Mm-hmm. You know, look for a market that you look for a uh, um, a marketing method mm-hmm. that you're not using and do that. Yeah. So this could be if you've always done kind of the um, uh, local based print ads, yes. which a lot of our customers do, a lot of small businesses do. Especially the placemats. The placemats are big. Yep. They're huge. They're huge. not. They're not. Um, so um, if you do something like that, if you advertise in local print and schools and different things like that, and newsletters, maybe what you do is you try to move on to an online version of those. You, know, yeah. you can contact those same organizations um, if you do that now and you say, hey, I currently send some stuff in your print. Do you do online? Do you do emails that you send out where you can send an email out with my information? Yeah. And a lot of these organizations will do something like that. Um, you can also um, kind of switch the method on, um, uh, like if you are networking often at the Chamber of Commerce, yeah. which I hope some of you are doing yep. that, then talk to whoever's in charge of advertising through the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, I like that. Sponsoring a lunch or, or their online ads or whatever they have. They, they're going to have 40 options for you to choose from to give them some money. Yeah. And uh, so do something like that. Yeah. So this is the opportunity here is if you're not doing mostly online advertising, then you look for opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. If you're doing mostly on online advertising, then maybe you decide that you are going to cha- take your cheerbo business and just do a local event. Mm-hmm. Go and try to meet somebody at a local school or join the Chamber of Commerce. Um, you know, like Coldesi is a national company, an international company. Mm-hmm. We sell all over the country, we still occasionally do open houses just in Tampa. Yeah. You know, it, it's not always big stuff. We're famous for not doing trade shows, and yet we did a trade show in January. So, you know, whatever you don't do because you don't like it or you don't think it'll work, then um, do that for a month. Yeah. And you never know, something may take off. And that's kind of the idea. Because, you know, you're used to doing these things all the time and you get these predictable results, you need to do something the opposite. Yeah. And things up. And you mentioned in here about, you know, um, a month, you know, mm-hmm. and um, which is great. But if you're really trying to make some headway in a new direction, um, 
some of these things are going to be multi-month commitments. Yeah, I know, but the but the alliteration really works. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you say like opposite marketing month and methods. Yeah, it's, it's, and then you know it's, it's very it's, catchy. It's, it's, it sounds good. Sometimes we make business decisions just because of how the marketing works. Yeah. Sound. <laughs> so that's true, and I would say this though because this is something that we talked about a lot here is we will um, run a promotion yeah. and we'll send out a bunch of emails and um, we'll sell some machines. Yep. And then uh, we'll do the promotion again and then we nobody will buy a machine from that promotion. Yep. And then we and then um, we might give up on that promotion where we turn or we said, you know what, we should have let this test go longer. We should have wrote it out or something like that. Absolutely. So I would say if you decide to switch method and put a little bit of money into Facebook or an online ad or a print ad or door-to-door yep. -door knocking that um, do it for a month and start to get the feel of what's happening. Yeah. And then decide if this is something to continue with. Don't give up just because yeah, you, you didn't get a sale Use right some strategic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah use all the things you've learned in the past 119 episodes to make that decision because you've got the power to do that now. Agreed. Um, so what's next? Um, next is, is kind of doing the same thing, but with your the markets you go after as opposed to the methods. Yeah. So in other words, if you are a local marketer, which I know most of you are, um, you know, maybe the market that you typically call on are high schools. Mm -hmm. And uh, so find a market that is definitely not high schools. You know, go after something out of your comfort zone. You know, maybe it is corporate. Mm -hmm. Maybe you approach a big company in your area, the electric company, or, you know, um, here we've got, you know, big farming enterprises. There's a huge number of uh, businesses in the Tampa Bay area that are... 100, 200, 500, 1,000 employees. If you've got that where you are, go make contact with a purchasing agent and introduce yourself and try to find business there in a market that's opposite to what you're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah I, I think that this is um, a really good one. And another thing that you might run into, which is I find to be um, a sticky situation when talking to some customers, okay. is that they, uh, they don't know if they have a market yet because oh, they, yeah, got, they, like, they got one sports, they got yep. one corporate, they have, and there's not really any focus. It's just kind of happening through accident and happenstance. And yes. you're meeting somebody and they refer you. And now yeah. you're like, well, what do I do? I do everything. I make these spirit shirts. I make these corporate right, shirts. Right. So if that's the case and you feel like you're kind of stuck because the referrals are slowing down mm -hmm. or they're not, it, um, it was easy to grow from one customers to 10 yeah. and maybe a little less easy to go from 10 to 100. Yeah. And then once you're beyond that, you're finding it harder to maintain the um, the growth, pr the the arc is doesn't go up high. It doesn't go yep. as fastly. It doesn't go up as high. So what you can do is if you feel that you're one of these people that doesn't have a market, then pick one of those and dive into it. Okay, go deeper into yeah. individual so markets. So if you have a couple corporate, a couple couple schools, yeah. and you're kind of mixed and you're like, well, I don't have one market. I just customize for these sets of customers that yeah. I've gotten through referrals and, and yes. networking. Pick one of those and say, okay, this corporate one looks like I feel that I can go deeper into that market. And then take a look at those customers, study what they bought, how they did it, what they liked, any objections they had, and then figure out a way to market to more of those people. I, I like those that. Two people like that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer an alternative. Okay. Because what you described is someone that is enmeshed in their local market. 
Okay, yeah. Right. There you go. So, so you know, you've got you. You don't have a niche as far as a business or an industry, but you do as far as a geographic area. And normally, that's within like 15 miles of where、mm. you are, because you don't meet people from other towns that often. And I would say, for an opposite, not only go out, go deeper into those markets, but do what you're doing the next community over. You know, so for example, if you're in Minneapolis and you're getting some great business out of Minneapolis, but it's stagnant, then go to some Chamber of Commerce meetings in St. Paul.、Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in St. Petersburg, Florida, go into Tampa or Sarasota and try to duplicate that local success, but in an opposite market area,、mm-hmm. in a different local market. Yeah, I、okay? think I think that that's great. Cool. And、um, the, that's all. The stuff is really. What I like about both of these two methods is it's really achievable. The, I think the hardest part of it all is、um, picking the idea, yes, and executing it because some of them are going to be particularly frightening. Yeah. So,、um, but you have to do it if you want to break out of this. Yeah, and don't don't wait. By the way, we're not giving you things that you know you've got to do a master marketing plan and go to a bank and get a loan and hire three people or learn too many new skills. You know, we're talking about order some bling transfers. Yeah. Right, that is a seven-day process max. Right before you get them,、um, do the do the different methods. If you're already online, just call the Chamber of Commerce and ask when the next breakfast meeting is for new、yeah. members and go. If you are in the local market, if you're stuck in the local market, either sit down with the purchasing manager that you're used to dealing with and ask him what else you can do, or、um, drive across the bridge. Or to the next city、mm-hmm. over and start attending some meetings. You can do that next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Or or、uh, events too. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know we talk all the time about uh, those uh, marketplaces and farmers markets and things like that where you can set up a booth. Go、uh, go fifty miles away. Yeah. And do one over there. Yep. And see if you can't meet some people in that community. And then you say, Yeah, I'm just in the next town over. I do great work. I can deliver out here. Yeah. It might be. I love that.、Um, okay, so the next thing to inject some life into a stagnant business is、uh, one of my favorites. Okay, I love this, and that's pick up the phone, call your ten best customers,、mm-hmm. and ask them what you're missing. You know, because when if we do that, our ten biggest customers are going to tell us. Mm-hmm. You know,、uh, you know. Well, we and that's honestly that's how we end up with some of the products that we do. Is the owner is talking to one of our biggest customers, say, you know what we really want? We really need a way to do higher, vol- much higher volume in t-shirts. Yeah. Like you know, we we don't want to spend five hundred thousand dollars on a big corny DTG printer.、Um, we're not equipped to do screen printing because we need smaller volumes than that. So you know, we went out and found the Bihong Daily Jet,、mm-hmm. which kind of fits in the middle. That was a big customer giving us feedback. We've done that again and again and again. The way that you can use that is you go to your biggest、um, school customer and say, you know, okay, I do Letterman jackets for you. I do the caps.、Um, what else are you buying that I'm not providing you? Or do you have a wish list? Yeah, and you know, the, the wish list is is one that I like a lot because what one of the challenges you're going to run into, especially a lot of our customers who are、um, 
uh, kind of just small town type of folks. They're yeah. not doing business in New York City. They're doing New business York in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, they're doing business in the suburbs. You know, things like that. And you go to a school, and you're the embroiderer. Yeah. And uh, they also do T-shirts. And there's a screen printer. Yep. And you guys might even be friendly. You might help each other maybe together. You right. know. Um, and if you're in that scenario, it's going to be hard to say, well. How do I take the business away from somebody that I'm kind of partnered with? I don't want to do that. I don't want to rip that relationship.、Okay. What do I do? And then the school also is going to say, "Listen, I'm friends with both of you guys. I've、right. known you both 15 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give you that business, right?、Yeah. And and those are situations that you run into. So the wish list is where you come up. Well, we'd love to be able to do. We had this idea of putting the pictures of the kids on shirts. Yeah, and the screen print shop doesn't do that, and you say, "Well, I've got a way we can do that." Yeah, you know, because、like, you're because you're either making your own transfers or you're going to order transfers out. I was just thinking, you know, we've got tons and tons of digital heat effects customers that listen to the podcast, and most of you guys are doing ninety nine percent t shirts.、Mm-hmm. So you know, if you go to that school, if the if they can't think of their own wish list, then bring one with you. You know,、uh, have you thought about doing koozies?、Mm-hmm. You know, have you thought about doing pictures on book bags? You know, have you thought about doing any one of these things? So when you do those ten customer phone calls, if you're not getting that wish list coming right at you, think of a few, of a few things that you can suggest that maybe they might be interested. I'm thinking、in. about this, this, and this. Would you be interested in any of those things? Yeah, you know? I love that. And if if you hear them perk up. On one of the ideas, then take the steps to create a sample or whatever it might be, so you can actually get some real feedback from them, like in, you know, in person when you bring them. Here's that koozie、yeah. I talked about that I can make. These would be X amount of dollars a piece. And, and let me tell you, even if it's a small thing, even if it adds ten percent to all of your orders, you know, if you are a forty or fifty thousand dollar a year business right now, that's an extra four or five grand. Yeah, that's money. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, and a lot of times it just comes from doing these these、uh, phone interviews with current customers, and that can really like you know your customers will get reinterested in what you can do,、mm-hmm. and you will become revitalized to what you can accomplish. And both of those things together will add up to a less stagnant business. Yeah, yeah. I would,、sure. And I would say on these phone calls,、um, especially if they're good customers of yours. Um, I'm always just a fan of being really honest. Yeah, just straight up say, "I'm calling you because I listen to a podcast." Yeah, and they a great kind of, podcast. <laughs> no, boring. Not a boring podcast. <laughs> and、uh, I'm trying to figure out ways to kind of step up my business game and get、yeah. better. So they suggested I interview some of my favorite customers. You are one. Yes. Can I ask you like a few questions?、Yeah. You know, and、uh, and then ask this, and you'll be. Um, extremely surprised how many people are just going to be really happy. They love they, to they, help. They're、man. like, you asking me? Wow!、Yeah. And they're really going to help you out. They will. And、um, if you find some that don't, then just continue moving down the line until you can find that list of ten people, and you and you get a few aha ideas. Yeah, I I, I love that. So I mean, so far we've talked about、uh, getting some bling transfers, doing some opposite marketing methods, doing some opposite marketing.、Mm-hmm. To different markets, we talked about calling ten customers.、Um, this last one is not radical and fun, yeah, <laughs>、uh, but it is. 
it is something that can make a super difference in jumpstarting your business again. And that's kind of running through the business basics. Yeah, and, and I think this is the one that is um, the most likely to have an impact on your business. Like I, I would say this one will 100% have an impact on your business and, no matter what. And I would say it'll have a long-term long impact yeah. on your business. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think it's good to not mention this first because, well, first of all, you should be doing this stuff anyway. Yes. Right? But um, it's also important to relook at these things. But I like all the other things first because the other stuff is getting out of your comfort zone. Right. Which is great for yep. your business. Yep. This stuff is kind of refocusing on, in on your comfort zones. So let's yeah. talk about something. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you mentioned put your selling shoes back on. And that's... Um, that you, if you're stagnant, you're probably not hitting the pavement. And here's what I imagine happens because it's happened to me in other businesses is you go out and do sales and you get some regular customers and they're great. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then you, they, you get your regular customers. You get your regular and, oh, yeah. Okay, great. And they refer to you people sometimes yep. and, you, and you lose a regular customer, but you've gained a referral and you have this pool that you're swimming in that's pretty nice. Yep. Um, so there's no reason to get out there and put your selling shoes back on and try to get new customers aggressively outwardly. Yeah. I mean, that's, if you think about it, whether or not you had a customer in mind when you got into the business or you started getting customers in that first 90 days, like, like most of our customers do, then, you know, that, that first push when you're getting a new customer, every other day mm. or every week, you're getting a new customer. It's great, it's exciting, you're ramping up your business and then you find yourself just fulfilling orders. Yeah, you know, So it's really important that you get back to how you got where you are and run through it. If it's, we've talked about it a bunch, doing a marketing calendar and all that. If it's every Tuesday you spend three hours before you open up the doors on your office, you know, hitting the pavement to local businesses, then do that again. Yeah, and and I know that this is the thing that everybody might do all of these other things, but this one, because yeah. it's the most frightening, it's the most, it, it gets your, um, if you're a certain type of person. Yeah. Some people will just, I don't care, I'll just go out and talk to anybody. Yeah, you know? not many though. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people, you know, this gets your heart pumping, you yep. get nervous, it says no soliciting, they're gonna kick me out. Yes. All, all we're saying, and I think we've gone back and talked about this before, is you get some business cards, you get some brochures or flyers, you get some samples, you have a little kit of stuff you do, and you walk into places and say, I'm a local embroiderer, just letting you know who I am, I'm a local t-shirt shop. If I can make anything custom for your business, let me know. Yep. And that's step one. And then we've you know, we had whole podcasts talking about all the steps to it. But right. if you're doing that, I've done it so many times in my life with all different jobs, and some days you just go out there and like you do it for three hours and nothing happens and you do it for three hours and then next thing you know for like you're like i've got like 10 customers yeah you know i got i got somebody to buy like a hundred thousand dollars worth of printers and copy machines because one day i just went in there and handed a card to somebody right and my phone rang nice you know nice. and it's like and that just stuff happens. That was worth it. I would say, though, that it's not just, you know, getting in your car and going out and pounding. Yeah, pounding. true. The same applies to if you got that first um, boost of customers from doing a show or doing 10 networking groups in a week 
or you know whatever you did to inspire. Maybe it's just on the phone. Yeah, and you're calling all of these people to try to look for new business. Maybe you get a list of the top ten businesses in your county, and you call the purchasing agent for each one of those. Whatever it is, the idea behind putting your selling shoes back on is just treating it like you have no business at all, and go get some. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. No matter what that might be. Yep.、Um, The next one we, you had、uh, written down, I like this one, was to call old leads and lost deals. Man, that is a favorite for me from a sales perspective.、Mm-hmm. Because if you've had, if you've got a system right now, hopefully a CRM. If you've looked at, if you've listened to that episode recently, but if not, at least a customer list. If you've been open for a couple of years, look at your.、Um, Look at your leads, the people that have called in and talked to you that you did quotes for that never purchased anything,、um, and give them a call because. So we all know that customers, very few customers, will order from you every year, just as a, like a matter of course.、Mm-hmm. They take a look at the competition every year. Okay,、yeah. so if you're in that situation, then so is your competitor. You know, call deals that you've lost. Call those people and ask them if you have another opportunity to quote,、yeah. or if how that went, and if there's something that you can provide them now, and if you can send them a blank transfer. Yeah, is there anything that you wish that they did better? Yeah, you know, and you're going to get the people saying, "No, I'm happy," you know, and they don't want to hear it, and you just say, "Just." Remember me if anything happens. I'm、yes. here. You know,、um, is it okay if I send you an email once every six months to say hello and remind you that I exist? Yeah, you know, whatever it is. But you're gonna find, and and I've done this plenty of times too, where you call back those lost deals where、yes. somebody says, "No, I'm going with the competition," and you're、yeah. like, "Dang!" And then six months later, three months later, you call them up. Hey, I'm just following up with you to see how that went. No, I never actually. We never. I never bought. We were gonna do it. We were gonna make this. We were gonna do this event.、Something、the event、happened. got postponed. Yeah, you know that could be one. And then now you're, you know what? And I remember you. You know what?、I'll, I got to order them. Let's just go take care of it. You'll, you'll that'll happen, and it'll you know, be crazy th- when it does. This happens. <laughs> this happens so often with Coldessi. Is you know we do analysis of you guys,、mm-hmm. you know, and the people that have bought equipment from us. And we'll look at when was the first time these folks came into the Coldessi universe,、mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's like four years ago they spent forty nine dollars on a patch kit,、mm-hmm. you know, or you know it'll be, you know, the the folks、uh, that sell the equipment here are, are account managers. It'll be somebody called about a a Viper DTG printer four years、mm-hmm. ago or three years ago,、um, and we just follow up. And they buy a printer within a week. Yeah, I mean these these things happen all the time. Give yourself the opportunity to be inspired by something like this. Yeah, I mean imagine you're calling somebody you already spent money to get their name and phone number and email address. You lost a quote last year. Imagine how how it's going to feel when you call them this year and they go, Oh yeah, I'm glad you called. I need a hundred of these. Yeah, I'm glad you called because、uh, you know what I went with that last company. They sucked, and、um, the designs were crooked, and the shirts shrunk right away.、Yeah. And I asked them for some replacements, and the guy told me to buzz off unless I want to, you know,、yeah. spend twenty bucks a piece for him, whatever it was. And and you get to say, I'm sorry, I had to deal with that. You know, yeah, I should have just gone with you. You were a little more money, but I thought it would be worth saving the money. And、yep. then you can go into, yeah, I typically do charge more because 
when you need that replacement or whatever you know whatever the reasons are, yes. or because I use a better quality shirt because I've used those shirts and I know they shrink and nobody really likes. And you them. could also say, you know what, just because um, you know you didn't go with us last time, I'm only going to charge you ten percent more than I would have otherwise. Yeah. Okay. You know, just, <laughs> um, okay. So I I love that idea, and this is yours, and that is this kind of. Introspection on taking a look. Remember, these are back to business basics. Yeah, is if you're stagnant, you know, maybe it's time to look inside your business and figure out what you're doing right and what you're not doing right. Yeah, and this is the type of stuff where um, this is the type of stuff that sh it should hurt to say it to yourself. Yeah, that's what that's what I think about this stuff is that if it doesn't hurt a little bit to say it out loud, then you haven't found something deep enough that you can fix. Right. And it's the same thing that we do in our own personal lives, right? You're eating unhealthy, and then you say to yourself, every once in a while, you say to yourself, like, gosh, I should stop doing that, why right? Am, or, why am I eating pizza every day? Yeah, you know, stuff like yeah, that. And it's good. Um, or you just, it, and it's everything in your life, all the little things, you know, I should do this more, I should do this less, yep. I don't call my mom enough, you know, whatever they are. And when you say those to yourself, it kind of stings and... Sometimes you act on it and sometimes you don't. I think you should do this with your business. Look at your shop. Is it a mess? Yeah. Like, is it really a mess? Like, go to go to other stores. And, and this prepare, is this is you know? whether or not we're not just talking about a retail space. Yeah. Like, you'd be surprised if you have a home-based business or you're in an industrial spot and you just do fulfillment. If you look around and your place is nothing but shirt boxes and spilled um, screen printer ink then you'll be amazed what will happen to your business if you just clean that mess yeah, up. Yeah, because you're gonna, it's so many interesting things. You know, for one, you'll probably get some jobs done faster because it's You absolutely will, yep. You're gonna find some old shirts that you never used. Like you've got, you know, uh, 40 shirts that have been sitting in the corner. For, for three uh, years. Yeah, for a year. And they're all different mixed sizes. And you're like, gosh, I could sell this stuff. It's been right. sitting there. I could sell this to somebody who wants some shirts and I'll yeah. have to order some. Or I could print some and just give them away as yeah, samples, exactly. whatever. It's, it's been stuff that's been sitting there, there forever. Perfect for sampling. I'm going to print logos and go ahead and get in that car and drop them yeah. off. Yeah. And I like, you know, is, do you do a good enough job on your artwork? So we know like if you uh, use digital heat effects or if you use um, our DTG printers or even a UV printer, the quality of your artwork is almost 100% responsible for the quality of the end product, yeah. mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're going to pick a good shirt. You're using digital heat effects or DTG, so you're going to get a great quality, a great looking print, you know, but is the graphic up to what your customer expects mm -hmm. and is there a way to deliver past people's expectations? Yeah, and, and this is how you do this because... Also, at the same time, it's like everybody looks at their kids and their kids are beautiful. Right. right? And Which is not true. <laughs> but that's that's how it is. You feel yeah. good about things that you um, that are. are, are you did yourself. You. Yeah. You did yourself. So um, what you do is you take if you embroidered hats, you go um, to the mall or to Dick's Sporting Goods or Lids yeah. or where, like wherever you have. Look at your hat and then start picking hats up. Yeah. And, and to some things you know you can't do, right? Like right. they embroider on the bill and this factory stuff. But yeah. just look at the core embroidery yep. and say, is this, how close am I? Yeah. 
You know, I, I I did this. I can't remember whether it was a Nike or it was a name brand, and they did some three D embroidery, and it was freaking beautiful. Yeah, like I was jealous. You know, it was so good. So you know, that's a great way to measure your measure the quality of your work. Yeah, is to look at retail graphics and and compare. Yeah, and and then you know you you have to you find a level on this stuff because you you can't beat yourself up too much. Yeah, because it's also Nike. Right, like they've got, Absolutely. got they've it. Got I people, get it. You know, um, but if you're like, you know what, this is pretty darn close. Feel good about it. If you're like, listen, I could barely read my lettering here. Yeah, this one looks great. Yes, you know, um, this is all sunken in. The colors pop on here. My colors to kind of fade into the hat because I should have cho chose different colors. Look at that, and then go revamp stuff. Yeah. Especially if it's for a current customer yeah. that buys yeah. and you redo their logo and show them the new one and they're in love with it. You can, hey, I did this for you for free. I just want to do a revamp. Yes. If you can refer me to anybody else. And you can, you, know. you can decide at that point whether or not you want to improve your skills in that area. Yeah. Because maybe it's just that extra 10% that you're, that you're just not going to devote the time to get. Yeah. You know, um, digitizing embroidery. Um, it's not hard, but it's hard. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe it's something that you want to look at coldse-graphics.com, mm -hmm. you know, and get a, get a sample done and compare. And you may decide that that's a great way to up the quality of what you're doing without spending the time yourself. Yeah. You know, and it's the same with print graphics. Go to, you know, go to a, a another custom t-shirt shop or order one online uh, and see what your customers are buying and compare it to what you're providing. See how you can make it better. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's another thing you could do is you can go into those same stores I mentioned before and look at uh, the Nike quality and, and these others and these other brands. Look at what they're producing, what their artwork look artwork looks like compared to yours. Yep. And then and because that's I like that one because it's a really high standard. Yeah. That you know more than likely um, they're going to have done better than you in some right. way. Right. Right. Um, the. I'd like the ordering online and checking out competition. Yeah. I don't want that to give you a false sense of security because you will order some stuff online that makes you feel amazing, which is good. But the right. goal is to improve. That's right. Is not, to improve what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I think that don't get caught in the trap to say, oh, I look at all this stuff. Yep. And you're kind of self-fulfilling yourself that I'm, I'll, I'll look I got at it. all the stuff I'm better I got at. It. Find stuff that's better than you. So you've got, how is your process down here? What did yeah. you, what did you have in mind for that? So um, how, when you, you've got your vinyl cutter, your embroidery machine and your heat press, and this is your shop, you know, how do you produce things? Is okay. there a flow to your business? Okay. Um, when and not just production flow, like I cut here, I weed here, I press here. You know, um, when I'm embroidering, you know, I'm I'm printing T-shirts on my you know DTG printer yep. while the embroidery is happening. Got it. You know, are are there times where equipment's not running because you're not doing something efficiently? So that's oh, yeah. one part of the process. Okay. Is can you make your flow faster, which means yeah. you'll produce faster, deliver faster, have time to 
get more customers. Yeah, or watch Netflix. Or watch I mean, Netflix. Which could yeah. be which could be good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, that's that's. You, a good you know what I mean? Like a lot of you guys are just like working a full time day job. Yeah. And then you're coming and putting in four hours that night. If you could reduce that down to two and a half or three because of shop efficiency, then you're going to.、Um, Kickstart your business. Yeah, that extra、right? cu- that extra couple hours a week you saved is the difference between going to your kid's baseball game or not. Absolutely. So, and there's some really some health in your business for that too. So,、uh, and then also about your process is,、um, you know, how are you greeting customers?、Oh, yeah. How are you quoting? I was, customers? I was hoping you were going to say, how are you delivering process, the product?、Yeah. And how are you following up? Yeah, that whole process too. If there's anything, and all of us have. Had a really good shopping experience,、yeah. whether it's buying、uh, a car or a phone or、yeah. whatever it is. You know,、um, if you've had a really good experience, look at what they did. Yeah, I mean, I、um, I have been doing consulting for a company that sells stuff for about twenty five thousand dollars each. And、um, you know, when you look at the process that they were doing, they were doing these. They were going out to people's homes. They were doing kind of like a site analysis.、Mm-hmm. They would go back to their office and write them a quote, and they would never talk to that customer again. Okay, right?、Yeah. They would never follow they would just up. Wait. They would never. It's like, okay, here's here's what we can do. Here's the price. Call me if you want to order. You know, and that's terrible.、Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, it's terrible. Stop it.、Um, you know, this is the part of the sales process. You know, like Mark said, it's how you answer the phone. How you reply to an email, how you do a proposal, what happens after you do a quote? Did you get it? Did you not? Were they happy with it? Are there changes need that need to be made?、Mm-hmm. Are you just typing、uh, stuff into an email and sending it to them, or are you giving them some kind of a document with photos of the shirts and the work? You know, how is that customer experience? Yes,、yeah. and if you want to get some firsthand experience on this stuff. Um, I would say, this is something you can do, and it's gonna. There's gonna be a mild annoyance to this, but、okay. you can get it. What、I'm、I want you to、annoyed. do, <laughs> what I want you to do is, especially if you own a home, think of something you could do to your home that's gonna cost a little bit of money. Yes.、Um, uh, solar panels, a fence, new windows, new windows,、oh. roof, right? And don't. Find the company who spends the most amount of money in advertising that has the most. Find the big company, yeah, the one that's killing it. Right. Call them, get them to come and bring a quote. Get them to come deliver a quote, and you'll see those big companies are gonna. They're gonna be on time. They're gonna have beautiful quote. They're gonna have custom <coughs> apparel, and they're gonna call you six times afterwards. Man, that you you can learn a lesson from them because they got that big for a reason. We went、right? through we went through that with a、uh, roofing company. And、uh, lady came out. She was great. She did the measurements. She had a book of different shingles.、Yeah. You know, she had like different deals that she could offer, different timelines for getting it done.、Um, we signed on the spot. It's a great. It's a great way to look at other people's sales processes. Yeah, and it, it doesn't have to be in your industry because you get to do the same thing. You can bring in. You can have a book where you've got swatches of the T-shirt material.、Yeah. Maybe I mean there's so many things you can learn, but if that's a really good exercise to do, is do a few. Like you said, call for new windows, call for a new roof, call、yeah. for a fence. Pick the companies that seem like they're the biggest, baddest, and best.、Mm-hmm. Get them to quote you, and you'll learn some lessons.、Um, take some notes, and then see what you can do in your sales process to be more like theirs. Yeah, that's something you can do.、Um, 
To Just be prepared. It is, it is super annoying. Yeah, it's going to be super <laughs> annoying, but you will learn something. Okay, so um, I also like the idea of shaking up your business by looking at your pricing model and how you price your products. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know how you chose your prices so far, but maybe it's, we've got some pricing podcasts and some great articles, but maybe it's keystoning where you double the cost of the blank and then you add a certain amount per hour or for materials, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, or may, maybe it's the market approach that I usually suggest where you go out and look what everybody else is charged mm -hmm. and you charge that. Or maybe you just ask customers what they wanna pay and you yeah. charge that. Whatever it is, whatever your model is, Shake things up by by taking taking a look at the alternatives, right? So if you are a value high end player, maybe you experiment with a lower cost option. Mm -hmm. If you are a middle of the road kind of whatever the people want, try a premium price model, and you could end up doing the same amount of work and making ten or fifteen percent more just because you have. Yeah, and then that is a way that you've been wanting to get um, a DTG printer, but you've never quite had the profits to, to justify yes. making that leap. Yes. Or you've wanted to upgrade your cutter because you're still cutting with a Cricut. You've Stop got an awesome embroidery machine and a, and you've got a, a transfer printer, but you're still cutting with you a Cricut. You don't have that and kind of time. And, and yeah, but you haven't justified because you're just waiting for that couple thousand bucks so you could buy that nice cutter right and doing this can give you opportunity to boost up those profits you replace a piece of old equipment with a piece of new equipment and now all this other awesome stuff happens from from my experience and i think um mark vila would say the same uh 90 percent of the people that we talk to are not charging enough yeah, it, yeah. I, I mean, like literally, you know, most people don't charge. You probably are not charging enough for your work. So uh, you know my philosophy, mm. and that's to continually raise prices on a regular basis until people stop buying stuff from you. Okay, so um, try that or try the opposite. See if you can pick up a 1,000-piece order by charging a little bit less. Yeah. Well, and you know, the good thing is, is that it's good for you guys out there that Mark Stevens is not in charge of pricing equipment. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, we've got other people in charge of that. That's but... why the DTG M2 has been the same price for like five years. <laughs> but it's, it, it is a good, it is a good point that you make there um, that it is hard to raise prices and it's hard to find what the proper market value is for what you sell. And it's not just about um, charging more for the same thing. It's also it's also having those higher end, more expensive products that you push yes. and you advertise that nobody else does because everyone else is going to talk about their ten dollar shirt. Yeah, but are you out there talking about the twenty dollar shirt that actually is just a nicer shirt? You put more work into it. It's yeah. a better product, and um, a lot of people aren't going to be talking about that. I wish I had the uh, the number for the podcast where we talked about good, better, best, um, because we did that for a pricing model, and um, it was it was really valuable. So you should definitely try that. You know, maybe it's not just raising a price. Huh. There we go. We found it. Episode eighty four. Great bet. Episode eighty four. Look at that. All I did was Google it. Um, we're on Google. We can't yeah, be we're boring. On we're on Google. <laughs> um, okay, so episode 84 was a great better best, and it's kind of a sales technique where you offer people uh, three different price levels 
Maybe mm -hmm. in your case, it's um, different qualities of blank garment. Maybe it's a bundle of different products like a cap and a shirt versus just a shirt. Or maybe it's multiple um, decoration methods like you upgrade by offering vinyl lettering and an embroidered logo or something like that. Whatever it is, shake up your pricing model and that might inject some new life into your stagnant There business. we go. Well, I think I think this is a wrap for today. It says five ways. I think there were about 37 ways <laughs> that we really well, But we to. managed to to categorize it in a way where it sounded, five. Like, sounded five. like five. Okay, um, I like that. So I think that this is great. I always like to tell folks to go and do something. This, yeah. is, this is the end of it right here. If you don't actually go and do one of these things, you're going to stay stagnant. Yeah. And um, honestly, all of these things, we could have just changed this five ways to grow your business. Yeah, we so could So if you're trying to grow and you're not at a pace that you're happy with, most all of these things would work for you too. I love that. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Share the podcast with a friend. And don't forget to visit coldse.com. This has been Mark Stevenson. And Mark Vila. You guys have an amazing business.